Hi, you guys. It's your girl, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. I'm back. <laughs> I couldn't stay away from you guys. Um, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been about four months since I've posted a new episode, and I told you guys on my last episode that I was going to be on hiatus, didn't know if I was coming back or not, but I decided to come back because I so much enjoy um doing this and sharing with you guys and helping where I can help and um, providing information about we how we can better ourselves um, when it comes to dealing with this virus. Um, and as you all may have already known, um, I did start the Facebook group and the Facebook group is growing. And I put the question out there, if I was to start Dating with Herpes podcast again. What would you guys like to hear? So I got some good suggestions. Um, so I decided to come back. And um, so I have some goodies in store for you. I'm going to do an interview, hopefully in the next couple of weeks with one of the listeners. And um, yeah, so I hopefully I can continue with doing a bi-weekly episode like I was doing before. Stay on top of the bi-weekly um, post, <laughs> which I should be able to now because I did postpone continuing my degree. And before you dog me about, oh, she's doing a podcast versus a, getting a degree, I already have a master's that I'm not using. <laughs> so the reason why I decided to go back to school is because I now do work for a university. And because I work for the university, I'm able to go to school for free, tuition free. Um, I do have to pay for the books, but I go tuition free. So I was taking advantage of that benefit and decided to take some classes that I just once was curious about, you know, just wanted to learn about. And so what I did was I always been interested in working in film. Since I was a teenager, I've loved to write, have a vivid imagination um, when it comes to developing characters, creating scenarios things of that nature. I can actually, I remember Tyler Perry um, said the way that he did his plays, not that I want to be Tyler Perry, not knocking him, but I don't want to write like him. Um, um, But I remember him saying that he could visualize an entire scene and he could hear the characters. And that's, I actually identified with him because that's how I write. Um, So I was interested and curious on how to develop that. Um, And it was more so of a leisurely thing that turned into becoming a little overwhelming because of coursework. (laughs) Um, So on top of, you know, it just being a leisurely thing, I've been given an opportunity with my, the company, the school that I work for, um, an opportunity to possibly advance, um, given that I become certified um, in this one particular field. So I'm taking a break from actual school and I'm self-teaching myself how to become certified in this particular field. And while I'm doing that, I said, well, this is a great time since I'm not in school right now to get back on doing something else that I love. So here I am back with you guys and hopefully I can continue to do it bi-weekly and bring you some great content. So For this episode, I'm going to talk about how what we think, how negative thoughts can impact our health. So let's get into it. 
Have you ever heard of the saying, you are what you eat? If you eat a food that is high in nutritional value, then your body will absorb the healthy nutrition that it needs to keep you running in tip-top shape, right? But if you eat, if all that you eat is junk food, food that is high in fat and sugar content, then over time your body will look exactly like the bad stuff that you've been shoving down your mouth. Now, I can testify to that, okay? You know, I've been overweight all my life. Um, and the types of food that I enjoy to eat are sugary, high-fat, um, high-carb foods. And because of that, my body reflects the stuff that I've been taking in. Like, nobody would look at me, even though I've, I've slimmed down, I've lost 35 pounds during the pandemic. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I get a woo-woo? <laughs> um, but throughout my entire life, I've always been the big girl. I've always been big in my grades, you know, when I was going to school. Um, I've been big as a you know, adults, you know, up until, you know, this age, I've always been big. Not to say that I am obese or I'm just disgusting looking. I'm not that, but I'm, I am what they consider quote unquote overweight. Um, and that is mainly because of the types of food I eat. Nobody was looking at me would say, oh, she eats healthy. They say, oh, she probably really enjoys a good meal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She enjoys that girl like to eat. Okay. But the same thing can be said with what you think about yourself and your life. Um, If you are what you think about yourself, like if you are the things, if, if you was to be a portrait of the things that you think about yourself, what would it tell about yourself? Now, if you think that you are beautiful, charming, a go-getter, then you will act those things out in your life. You would be the type of person who is out looking um, for what's the next step. Um, What can I do to get to my next goal? Um, And people will see that you are an achiever just in the things that you're doing, right? So they'll see that you're a go-getter. They say, oh, that girl, she, you know, she's on top of her game. She's always looking for the next come up. You know what I'm saying? Um, If that's your mentality, it will show in your actions, right? If you believe that you are beautiful, then you would walk with an air. You wouldn't walk with your head down. You know, you would, you know, I'm not to say that beauty isn't dressing up, but you would take care of how you, you know, present yourself. You'll present yourself in a way that will get, catches people's attention. If you believe that you're charming, then you're not going to be sitting in a corner at an office party. You're going to be out and you're going to be mixing and mingling and people will see that about you. They wouldn't have to question it. Say, oh, Sharon's a social butterfly or Terrence is a, a charming guy. He's always chatting you up with, you know, this person and that person. He doesn't know a stranger, you know, so they wouldn't question those things about you. It will show up in your life. What you think about yourself will show up in your life. Now, on the flip side of things, if all that you think about yourself is that I'm alone, I'm broke, I'm unhappy, I'm not good enough, then those thought prices, those negative thinkings will show up in your actions as well. You may be a loner. You may not want to engage in conversation. And not to say that not engaging in conversation is a bad thing because some people are introverts and 
and find it a little bit more difficult to engage in conversation. But you would probably stay in the house. You become a hermit, right? Um, or if you um, feel that you're unhappy, then you'll be, you know, you those what you think about yourself will show up in your actions. You won't have be able to have a positive thing to say. Like um, if somebody say, "Oh, how are you doing today, Yahira?" I, my response would probably be, "Oh." It's okay. Instead of saying, oh, I'm great today. Oh, it's okay. But this, that, and the third. Or if they ask um, Jonathan, <laughs> um, how's, how's the wife doing? Um, oh, she getting on my nerves. You know, because she always he, they always have something negative to say. So it, w- it will show up in your actions. Sometimes we don't even realize the things that we speak over our lives. And how we kill our spirits with our own thoughts. How we doom our future because... We're having an outbreak or something or just a bad day. Have you ever heard the saying, I am my worst enemy? I believe this saying is very true. Sometimes we can be our very worst enemy. Sometimes we don't even need enemies because we're the worst one of them all. We are doing what the haters that we quote unquote believe are out there. We're doing it to ourselves. We're self-hating. There are times when I've been my worst enemy. I mean, there have been many times I've been my worst enemies. There have been times where I've called myself ugly because my skin, you know, I had a problem with my skin for years. I, I Actually, over the last year is when my skin, because I was going to a really good dermatologist during this pandemic, that my skin has looked at its best where I don't have to put on makeup to cover up uh, you know, blemish or to cover up scarring from acne. I had adult acne for years. It's crazy how throughout my teenage years, I didn't have acne. But as soon as I got into my 20s, that's what, maybe it's because I started having sex. (laughs) Maybe that's what it was. I started having sex at 21. And it seemed like in my 20s, that's when I was having, started having problems with acne. And And it followed me up until my 40s. And thank God, it's at a point where it's, it's under control. But I thought I was ugly, um, too fat. As I said, I've been overweight um, all my life. I thought it was too fat and that no one would want me because of this doggone virus, right? <laughs> I thought I was going to be alone. Like I've spoken these things, not even just, you know, speaking them out loud, but I've said them to myself with my inner thoughts. These things that I said over myself, these things were horrible words at times, And it came from the person who was supposed to love me the most. If nobody else loves you, you have to love yourself. You have to be the best lover that you've ever had by taking care of yourself, by speaking positive affirmations over yourself. And not the cliche positive affirmations, but saying to yourself, I am beautiful. You know, I am wonderfully made. I am, you know, I am a queen. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds cliche, but if you say these things over and over and over and over, you begin to believe these things. The same way when people tell lies, and I hate to say this, but the same way that people tell lies over and over again, they begin to believe them after a while. They, they feel that it's reality. But the plus side of what I'm saying, like if you're giving yourself these positive, you're saying these, speaking these words of affirmation, you're speaking these words of love over yourself daily, you will begin to believe it. Even if you don't believe it in the beginning, 
when you first start saying it, you will begin to believe the things that you say about yourself. And then you'll begin to live what you believe about yourself. And then people will begin to see you because you believe it, what what you believe about yourself. And I, and I think that's a really good way to kind of see what self-love is. You may not believe it when you are at your lowest, but if you continue, and I think that's what meditation is too. If you continue to um, speak those positive things over your life, over time, you'll believe it. It will be second nature. You wouldn't doubt if somebody is, um, you know, not responding to a text message. You wouldn't even doubt, oh, like, oh, he must be just busy. It's not because of me, because I'm bomb. You know what I'm saying? I'm bomb. So it's not me. He must got some other things going on in his life. So I'm going to let him handle that. And I'm going to continue to take care of me. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what I believe. If you, if you have that type of mentality, that's how you will live out your life. When I was doing research for this episode, I found an article from the University of Minnesota called How Do you, Thoughts and Emotions Affect Health? In the article, it says, and I'm just going to read verbatim, it says negative attitudes and feelings of helplessness and hopelessness can create chronic stress, which upsets the body's hormone balance, depletes the brain's chemicals required for happiness, and damage the immune system. Now, we already know we don't need any type of stress in our lives. Because of this virus, you know, we know that this virus create you know it lives in a stressful environment if we stress out then we're gonna have outbreaks and that's that's something that we don't want so and also we know that we have to have a healthy immune system in order to fight this virus so if two of the things that's happening when we're thinking negative thoughts can create an environment for the virus to thrive why would we want to allow that to happen So let's try to do the things to deplete these negative thoughts or to counter these negative thoughts so that this virus won't be allowed to run rampant and cause chaos in our emotional life. So let's try to do the things to to make um, our minds and our spirits uh, a happy place, a happy environment. And I'm not saying to fake it. I know that if you're in a low place, It takes time to get out of it. But what we can do, like I said just a minute ago, is to just speak love over ourselves. It may not feel that it's genuine, but sometimes you got to fake the funk. I mean, sometimes you have to. Like, think about when you're at a job and your boss is asking you to do something that you don't have time to do or something that you don't know how to do. Sometimes you got to fake it until you can until you can get to where you need to be. Fake it, you know what I'm saying? Not to fake it your entire life, but I believe over time, if you speak, if even if you're not feeling it, if you speak positive words over your life, if you speak love over your life, if you speak harmony over your life, if you stay in that mind frame, even if you have to force yourself to do it. I'm going to tell you something. Right now, um, actually, just before Christmas, like a couple of weeks before Christmas, um, y'all know I'm still, I am still seeing the guy I was seeing um, 
when I gave y'all my last episode. And as relationship goes, sometimes you don't know exactly what's going on in the relationship. And I said to myself, I have to stop focusing so much on this relationship. I just need to let this relationship breathe, let it flow, and let it be. What it's going to be, it's going to become. I don't have to force anything. I don't have to pressure anybody. If it's supposed to be, it will become, right? So in the interim, I decided I need to concentrate on Yahira. I have to make sure Yahira is good because if, if Yahira is good, then I won't be questioning what, you know, my friend is doing, my man is doing. If Yahira is confident, I won't be worried because I'm. it's still a long distance relationship. He lives in Chicago. So your mind can take you to places, even if there's nothing going on, because I'm not in that space with him, you know, I can, you know, kind of trip on some things, right? <laughs> I think most women or men for that matter would, if, you, if you're in a long distance relationship. So I decided, you know what? I need to focus on your hire because if your hire is good, no matter what happens, whether we make it or if we don't, then I'm going to be good going forward. I'm going to be okay. It may hurt, but I know I'll be okay. So what I began to do was not concentrate on the negative stuff, the negative thoughts. Like if he didn't answer the phone, I was starting to trip. Like, oh, what, what is he doing? You know, why can't I get a hold of him? Like he has family there. He works. He has a daughter there. You know, it's a million and two things that he can be doing that he can't answer the phone at this time. Why are you tripping about it? I had to kind of take a step back. And in the process of doing things or trying to get to a a position where I'm good at any, through any circumstance, I I decided that I was going to start journaling. I was going to meditate every morning. You know, I'm a Christian, so I, I read scripture. I meditate. I pray, I write down my feelings, I process my feelings. Where do they come from? Why do I feel insecure in this in this moment? Like I, I realized I had to figure out what was causing me to feel or have these negative thoughts. And I felt in my mind of mind and my hearts of hearts, if I can figure out where they stem from, why am I insecure in this moment, then it would help me going forward and it would help the relationship going forward. And I'm still in the process <laughs> of, of discovering these things. Um, it's helped. I will tell you, it has helped. It really has helped. Um, but there are some things that still could be triggers. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm human. But I'm working on it. And I think that that is the key. You can feel negative, And I know that when we, us, this community of having herpes, it's hard to see the positive. It's hard to get there. But I'm telling you with work, like I, I don't even trip about having herpes anymore. The problem for me now 
is <laughs> is having a relationship and it's in this situation is a little bit more harder because we're not in the same city so but for those who are listening who are struggling with seeing the positive of or how it could become positive after you know being diagnosed with this virus you will get there you will and I hope that the information I provide through this podcast will help you see the brighter side, even if it's just by example of how I speak about my situations. It took me some time. My prayer is for you that it doesn't take you the years that it took me to get to a place where I'm okay with having this virus. Would I want to have it? No, but I have it and I can't get rid of it. It's not going anywhere. So I have to make up in my mind that I'm still going to live the best life I can possibly live even with this virus. This virus is not going to stop me from loving. This virus is not going to stop me from being hopeful about my future. It's not. It can't anymore. And my prayer is that that you would get to that. So I actually um, during the research I came across this other article, um, how can you deal with negative thoughts? And it's by the University of Michigan Medicine Department. Um, and I'm just going to read this information verbatim. I'll add my little tidbits in, in between as you know, I do, but <laughs> I'm going to read it verbatim because I think it's, it's really good information. So it's one way to deal with negative thoughts is to replace them with thoughts that make you feel better. Now this may seem very taboo, And you're like, okay, so I'm just going to replace them with thoughts that make me feel better. It's easier said than done. But just like I was saying a few minutes ago, it comes with practice. You have to work on it. It may feel forced in the beginning, but over time, it will become habit. You have to work on it. You have to do the steps. You have to do it. Let's say, okay, in this saying here, let's say you just learned that you have a health problem. Hmm. Herpes. Okay. (laughs) Let's say you have herpes. You might tell yourself, my life will never be the way it used to be. And this is a very true statement. How many of us have said that about this situation? How many of us felt that about this situation? Now, because we felt it, it came from what we were saying to ourselves. Nobody told us that our life couldn't be great after having the virus. Who told us that? We told that to ourselves. And then because we told that to ourselves so much, we believe it. You see how that connects? We, we were the ones who told ourselves that. Nobody told us that. Nobody said, oh, once you get the virus, you are going to be by yourself for the rest of your lives. Nobody said that. So stop telling yourself that, okay? <laughs> um, and it goes on to say, Okay, so it says, my life will never be the, be the way it used to be, or this is the beginning of the end for me. That will probably make you feel pretty bad, and it will make your body weaker. See how it ties back into what you say is who you are? Just when you need it to be strong, it makes your body weaker. Here's another way of, 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 of dealing with this. Here's the positive spin or how you can say it in a more positive way is what it's suggesting. It says, or you can tell yourself 
something like this. This is going to be a challenge for a while, just like I said. But if I'm patient, I can learn to adapt and still enjoy my life. Isn't that what I just said? (laughs) Isn't that what I just said? It's going to take some time for you to get out of the dark place of feeling the woe is me or I'm not going to um, have children or I'm, I'm not going to find somebody to love me in spite of this. It's going to take a minute to get out of that because you have to, it's, it's a process. You have to deal with the, the uh, blow of learning that you have this virus. My prayer is that it doesn't take you a long time. Just like this statement says that this is um, a challenge. It's going to be a challenge because you have to learn how to adapt. You have to learn how to cope with your new life. It's going to be some changes that you need to make. You know, you're not going to be able to be as free as you would like to be when it comes to sex. You have to be cautious. You know, now you got to do this dumb disclosure thing. That's the change. That's the challenge. But if I'm patient, not just patient, but patient with yourself, I can learn to adapt and still enjoy my life, right? And it says, or you can say this, this is a setback for me. It's a setback, but I can recover from it and give, if I give myself time. And that's the, that's the important thing. You have to give yourself time. It's not going to change overnight. You getting to a place where you accept this thing, this virus is not going to happen overnight. It takes time. So give yourself the time to do so. Now, it goes into saying, what else can you do to feel more positive? Sometimes negative thoughts are connected to the way you live from day to day. Here are some things that you can try now to help you see the brightest side of life. Okay, so the first thing it says that you should do is focus on what you're feeling right now. So don't discount what you're feeling. Feel it. That's just like I said, it's it's a process. You have to deal with the the blow of having this virus. So it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel that you're not going to be the same, but don't stay there. Okay. That's the, that's the trick. Don't stay there. It says, if you're sad, feel the sadness, but don't tell yourself that you all, that you've always felt this way and that you're doomed to feel sad forever. Sadness passes A negative thought can linger until you let it go. And that's the key. You have to get to a point of where, okay, I was sad, but I don't want to feel sad anymore. That's what happened to me. After years of feeling sad and feeling like I'm never going to, or I'm never going to have, or I'm never going to experience love and family and all of that stuff. I was like, man, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. I don't want to feel sorry for myself anymore. I want to live. And I want to live it abundantly. I want to have the most of everything. I want to have, I want to experience love all the time. So when I did that, I began to date. And I began to date like a beast. (laughs) I began to date like a beast. Like I was out here dating, having multiple dates and like not caring and telling them if I felt that, you know, something could come of our friendship or, you know, if I felt like this person is interesting and I want to get to know them on a physical level, (laughs) 
then I told them. And if they were accepting of it, then great. If they weren't, then so long, sucker. Like, there's somebody else that will. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just what it is. The next thing they said is share your feelings with someone close to you. Everyone has negative thoughts from time to time. Talking about it with someone else helps you to keep those thoughts into perspective. And I think that's a really good tip. Um, For me, you know, I told my mom right away. Now, she was supportive, but (laughs) she wasn't the best person to talk to this about it because she could be a little judgy. Like you shouldn't have, and you should have worn a condom. You know what moms do. <laughs> but I did have a friend, um, and she's one of my good friends to this day. Um, that I told she was the only person I told besides my mom for years, and I would talk to her about it. Like when I would have an outbreak, what did what did you you know what do I do about it? Because she had it too, and I was like, what did you do? Unfortunately for me, she couldn't advise me on what to do to get the outbreaks to go away because she she hasn't had an outbreak since she had her first um, first initial outbreak. Lucky duck. But <laughs> um, as far as the emotional toll, um, she understood and she would give me advice. Now the flip of it and, and the 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 funny thing about it now is I'm the one that's giving her the advice because she's I I. I don't want to say I surpassed her on dealing with it, but she still struggles with disclosure. Even to this day, she still she still struggles with disclosure. And so now, because I have really, I want to say, leveled up on the disclosure piece, <laughs> like I don't care anymore, um, she now asks me for advice on how to do so. All right, so the next thing they say is do something nice for yourself, which is a good tip as well. Maybe you should work less today or play with the kids more or or you could find something that makes you laugh. For me, when I'm having a bad day, I'm going to tell you what I do. Um, I love gospel music. Gospel music for me is very uplifting. When I'm having a bad day, I don't want to hear a sad song. I want to hear something that makes me feel like I am going to conquer anything. That's what I want to hear. So when I'm having a bad day, I blast some gospel music. No matter if it's because of herpes or if it's because of something else. Could be something that's going on with my job. Could be something that's going on with my family, my relationship, whatever it is. I want to hear something uplifting. Something that says I'm going to get past this thing. So I turn on some gospel music. For you, it might be going shopping. For you, it might be getting your nails done, your hair done. It might be watching a movie that makes you feel good. Whatever it is, do that thing to get you out of that negative space. The next thing it says is to take time to count your blessings, which I think is the number one. This should have been at the top of your list. As much as having herpes is a downer for us, this is something that we don't, we wish we never had. There could be so many other things that are worse than having herpes. You know, we have to take the time. I think a lot of times we don't stop to show gratitude for the things that are going well in our lives. We we mostly like harp on the things that are going bad. How many of us think about the fact that we're able to get out of bed in the morning? How many of us show gratitude about walking 
And I, I can attest for that because I have some issues with my knees. Actually, I'm going to an appointment later on today to see um, if I need to have surgery. But there's some days that it's hard for me to walk upstairs because my knees are so bad. And the days that I don't have a problem, I'm so grateful for them. I, I kind of pay attention to the days. Oh, my knees are not hurting today. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm not in pain today. So even though we may feel like this is the worst thing, or you may feel like this is the worst thing in life that could have happened, there could be so many other things that could have gone wrong. So be grateful for the things that you have, for the roof over your head, for the job that you have, even though you may not like it, but it provides for you. It helps you to do the things you want to do. Be grateful for those things. Then it says, eat well, sleep well, and be active. We all know that this is a really good tip, right? Um, We have to take care of our our temple. Our body is our temple. If we neglect it, it's going to let us down. It's going to neglect us. It's going to put us down. So... And all and these tips too of eating well, sleeping well, and being active is helpful to with this virus. If we eat well, it'll you know suppress the virus. If we, because you know sugary things, even though I've been eating sugar again, which is not a good thing since Thanksgiving, it's been excuse me downhill for me <laughs> when it comes to um, managing my diet. But I'm gonna get back on track. I'm gonna get back on track. But I'm side tracking. But we know if we eat well. If we get the rest that we need, and if we're active, like doing exercise and things, that it helps with keeping this virus in check. And then lastly, it says, make social connections. And I think this is a good tip as well. Well, all of these tips were good, but this is a good tip as well. Um, Just like I was saying about being able to talk to someone, we also need to not just feel that we need to shelter in our shell. Be social. It's okay to be social. It's okay to be flirty. Doesn't mean you have to sleep with a person. It doesn't mean that you have to be in a relationship with a person. Just be flirty. Feel good about yourself. You know? Make yourself feel like, you know, hey, I'm desirable. I'm going to flirt with him. Doesn't mean you have to sleep with him. Doesn't mean you have to date him. It just makes you feel good, right? To have somebody flirt back with you. Um, it says, just enjoy, it says, it says, um, this is just a fancy way of saying, create the kind of community that you want sometimes with family and friends. Okay. And then it also says, you might want to find a faith community that works for you, join a club or take up a new hobby. These are all good things, um, to keep your mind off of the downside, the negative side of life, fill your life with things that you enjoy and you won't even notice the bad stuff, right? Or if you do it, it'll just be for a moment. Okay? So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Coming in the next coming couple of episodes, hopefully, like I said, I'll have an episode with an interview with one of our listeners um, who reached out to me and told me he would be interested in um, doing an interview with me to give the male perspective of having the virus. Um, cause all I can give is the female perspective, right? Um, but it, I think it's a good idea to heal the, hear the male perspective of having the virus. Um, I know I have some male listeners, um, so I think this will be helpful for them. Um, 
Also, I'm, I'm planning to do a story time to give you an update on what's going on with my relationship. Um, also, please join my Facebook group. I don't have the instructions. I should have wrote the instructions down on how to get to the Facebook group, but I think I have them on each episode. Um, I have had, you know, that community is growing and it is becoming a really good place for you to connect with other people who share um, this journey. So if you're feeling some type of way about, you know, dating or if you're having, you know, questions about how to handle outbreaks. I mean, I know there are other groups out there, but you've been listening and you've been listening with other people, right? That's been listening to this podcast. Why not join in with these people and share and, 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 you know, build friendships and build a place where you feel comfortable because it's only the people who listen to this podcast are in that group. So it's not like it's just random people, you know, who may have happenly, you know, fallen on this, on this group. This is a safe place for you to share. Okay. So I will add, um, how to get there because I I really forgot. I know that you have to look for, um, my page It's Yahira Jones, but I can't remember what the actual fix. Actually, hold on one second. I'm going to tell you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can get it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I should have prepared this, but I didn't. I should have prepared this, but I did not. Hold on. I'm almost there. All right. So what you have to do to get to this group, you'll go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira and that's Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot one, the number one, not the word. So facebook.com forward slash Yahira dot Jones dot one. Add me as your friend. Message me that you've listened, that you're a listener of Dating with Herpes. Okay. Once I get the message or the friend request I will accept your friend request and at that time I can add you to the group I cannot add you to the group if you're not a friend so adding me as your friend is the first step okay and then once I get it I'll invite you to the group and then you can just accept and then join in in all of the conversation (laughs) and forgive me if I don't accept your friend request right away. Um, for some reason, I can't, I, I created this Yahira Jones page as a separate page um, from my personal page because I didn't want those to intermingle. Um, so it's hard for me to pull up this Yahira Jones page um, for the Dating with Herpes group on my Facebook, on my phone. So the only time I do get access, the only time I pull that up is on my laptop. So if I'm not home or if I'm away from home and I've left my laptop at my house, um, then of course I can't respond to your request. So just be patient. If you send a request and I don't answer like in a day or two, just be patient. I'll get to it. I promise. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, stay safe and God bless.